Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Be The Light Now Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio and IPMNation.com. Sometimes when I wake up and I'm wondering how my life would have been if I didn't sing. I get a little stressed out every now and then. The problems come and problems go when I'm around here. Blessed in the morning, blessed in the evening. And again, I realize the reason why I sing. We have so much of the best of the best. We're bringing it to you two shows, seven days a week. So what are you waiting for? The lines are open. Give us a call at 347-539-5349. You have the questions, we have the answers. Bringing you the best that the psychic paranormal world has to offer. Only available here on Be The Light Now Radio Network. Proudly sponsored by TheMysticStore.biz for all your metaphysical and spiritual shopping needs. That's TheMysticStore.biz.
because you know normally on Mondays we do an earlier show, but tonight we're doing, as you can tell, a later show. So that's why you have to go ahead and follow us, stay up to the minute as to what's going on, because you know we may have some impromptu show changes, uh, add on an extra show, or something where it's like you know, or I may get my some timers may kick in and I forget I have a show the following night and. You know, not mention it to to you, and if you're not following us on there, you may be like, oh, what happened? I missed something. So, because, you know, I get what they call sometimers, you know. Sometimes I get forgetful. We all get that way sometimes. That's why it's important to go ahead and follow us on here. Lots of changes coming to the websites and all. I'll be talking more about that as the changes go into effect. Live video feed is up. But you need to go to the church's website itself. I know there's the center, there's the church, and it's all it's all being fixed after the first of the year. But if you go to bethelightchapel.com, click on where it says live video feed or live feed, and you can go in there and check in when we do live broadcasts. Uh, right now it's going to look like a field of stars uh, because it's a regular webcam trying to look into a fairly dark room. So you're seeing where it's getting all pixelated. You may see some images moving around in the pixelated uh, uh, image and stuff, or you know, you may see flashes of light. You know, you never know what you may see in there. I mean, you know, I have the security cameras on there, and it sees in infrared, and it's interesting the shapes that it sees even in infrared. Um, so, I mean, I've seen outlines of people in there, and it's like, okay, there's nobody in there, because if there was, security alarm would be going off. And at nighttime, it's always setting off the motion sensor to go ahead and record. They were told from the very beginning they cannot play with the motion sensor in the gift shop area because that will set off the security alarm. So they can't go ahead and play with those. So they haven't, thank God. They did, I think, the first night. Security called up and says, your door was open. It's like, no, the door wasn't open. There's only myself and the the, uh, manager of the uh, development that's got a key. And he wanted to go in there. So they had an office to go by there, and the alarm wasn't even going off. So they were like, oh, must have been a false alarm. It's like, yeah. Like now I know what that was. Spirits decided to go ahead and play with the electronics and set off the alarm on me. So I yelled at him. I said, "Don't you do that again?" I said, "Because it can cost me money. They'll only allow you so many false alarms where there's nobody in there, um, and then they start charging you, and they don't charge you cheap either." So, but spirits don't play with that anymore. But they do go ahead, and it's interesting because I look at nighttime where it's like. You know, sensors set off at this time, and it seems like every 10, 15 minutes at nighttime, the motion sensor keeps going off, so it goes ahead and records. And it'll record for as long as it's seeing motion. And there's sometimes where it's recording for like five minutes. So there's something moving around, and they're setting off that motion sensor for, you know, five minutes. And I've talked to the camera company, and they said, you know, if even if you had a moth in there or you know, a palmetto bug or anything else in there that's a big insect flying around. I said, that's not enough to go ahead and set off those motion sensors. They have to be the size of a small animal or a person um, in order to go ahead and set that off. I'm like, okay. And they were like, well, we can't explain why it's going off. I said, I can. So it's the energy of spirits going through there. So it's usually only at nighttime. Um, It's usually when it's going off uh, every so often. So, uh, you, know, you need to go ahead and check out the website, BeTheLightChapel.com. That's where you can see the live video feed. And you will be able to go ahead and see Thursday messages from Spirit should be operational. Um, and also on Sundays at 1 o'clock Eastern Time when we do our church service. So go ahead and sign up for those. 
uh, you know, go ahead and check that out, and you can participate and be part of it anywhere in the world. And if you mark your calendars now for um, Friday, December 6th at 6 o'clock, we will be doing a healing service, and we will be sending out the healing energies. So if you're looking in at home on the webcam and looking at the website, we will be sending out healing energies for you. Um, and it's a whole service. That's all it's going to be is just uh, about healing. There's, you know, going to be ringing bells. We're going to be saying prayers. We're going to be uh, blessing people. It's going to be three of us performing this. So it's going to be rather, uh, rather intense, rather moving, rather emotional at times, I'm sure. So it's going to be uh, nice. We're going to be doing this also quarterly. So about every three months, we will be going ahead and doing this um, healing service. And also for December December 24th, Christmas Eve, I haven't figured out what time yet. I don't want it to be too late. don't want it to be too early uh, for the last minute shopping and all. But we will be doing a Christmas Eve service, all candlelight. And with all the candles we have lit, you will still, still see it uh, via the webcam because it is that many candles. I think uh, for the seance, we had, uh, we had about 100 candles. So I may go ahead and add a lot more. So we may have about 150 candles, maybe even 200 for the Christmas service. But we're going to have the whole place totally lit with all candles. So it's going to be nice. It's going to be uh, interesting, um, to say the least. And if you are in the Tampa area, join us for the healing service as well as um, the Christmas Eve service. We will be doing communion on both services. So we're going to start doing a communion uh, you know, and we're going to be putting a little bit of a twist to it as well. Uh, so it's not going to be your, your typical Christian-type communion. It's going to be a little bit different for this. So we're, we're trying to make it to where everyone feels comfortable no matter what uh, walk of life and what their beliefs have led them into. Um, and tonight we have a phenomenal guest and because we only have a 90-minute show, and I know I've been talking for the past 10 minutes or so and all, but you know me, that's just the way that I am. I love to talk. Anyways, we have a phenomenal guest, and we're going to have to have you limited to one specific question. So when we bring you on the air, like we normally do, please, you know, don't say, well, just, I want a general reading. You have to be specific. So I want to know about work. I want to know about love. I want to know about finances. Uh, lottery numbers, we can't get you those. Sorry, I wish we could, because trust me, I'd be winning the lottery every single day, and uh, people would be like, how the heck does he do it? doesn't work that way so but if you can please be specific on your readings and, and only limit it to one question only um, so we can go ahead and get as many people in as we can because the lines are filling up if you have not called in yet you need to do so now in order for us to even have a chance of maybe getting you on air with us give us a call at 347-539-5349 because we have with us a very wonderful let me find her in a queue the queue is goofy so btr is up to something again every time they the switchboard acts up and everything else goes haywire uh, they're usually playing around with the website of some form or another and yeah they keep doing exchanges on there so help me welcome to the show the very wonderful psychic medium jessica costello welcome jessica thank you very much reverend mike how are you i'm doing wonderful there it's so good to have you back on the show well it's wonderful to be back so tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am a psychic medium from Massachusetts. I, you know, I do readings, um, a lot of healing work these days. I'm finding there's been a big call in the last couple of weeks 
with people that are, you know, coming and seeking some healing services, and, and we offer a, a wide variety of healing services out of my office in Fitchburg, Mass. I am, um, well, I'm a medium. I'm a natural medium. I've been talking to spirits since, near as I can tell, since I was about two years old is when it was noticeable, and I think that's about the time kids start talking, so I've been, I've been talking to them my whole life. Um, I see spirits, I feel them, I hear them. As you were talking about all of the things going on around your chapel, I'm going, oh gosh, yeah, been there, had that, we got that, yep, had that Wednesday. Um, I tend to draw them around me, so I, I understand what you're talking about with the, with the cameras going off and picking things up. It's We get some pretty funky activity going on around here, too. It's always interesting to go ahead and, and you know go in in the morning, and it's like, okay, let's look, and you see all these recordings that have taken place we had that actually and um i mean i can see the activity that's going around and a lot of times i can identify you know i have certain spirits that come around my house or will come around my office and i call them the ringleaders or the troublemakers depending on which one it happens to be and i can see what they're up to and i know what they're up to so it doesn't tend to necessarily spook or startle me my husband, on the other hand, is very, very curious, and he actually went and got one of those infrared camera setups a while ago, thinking that he, you know, he had this, he was going to, he was going to get evidence on tape, and he was so excited because he figured he had a medium in the house, actually two, because my son is a medium as well, and he figured that we were essentially like bait, <laughs> drawing them in, and he would, he would get that spirit on camera, and he, he got nothing. Um, <clears throat> He, he had, you know, there was a lot of time when you could kind of see the camera would, you could see when it would start picking up something and I could see the swirls going on around outside, but the poor guy, with all of his trying, he didn't get anything on camera. Yeah, that's just like teasing, teasing the poor guy. I know. <laughs> I know. And there were times when I know I can admit that I was a little, you know, I was a little naughty because he, you know, he can't see them. And he would say, well, geez, where, you know, show me where the energy is, is in the house right now. I'd say, geez, I don't know, but I'm looking over there in that corner by the bookshelf. You might want to clear some dust. So go grab the pledge, grab the dust cloth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, clear yourself a little space. Oh, crap, he moved. You're going to have to get the yeah, other end of the work, room now. <laughs> yeah, you weren't quick enough, you know. No. <laughs> so, well, you know, <laughs> makes for good fun. Oh, yeah. Poor guy that goes out there. It's like, come on, I got two mediums here. You know, it's like it's like going in front of the fish with uh, worms. Like, come here, fishy, fishy. You know, I got the worms here for you, and, and you know, they they manage to slip away. Pretty much. Well, that's that's you know, I think that's what his thought was. He kind of lost interest about a year ago. It got old for him. <laughs> he kind of gave that up, but it was fun while it lasted. Oh yeah, and every once in a while, all I have to do to him is like, wow, they're real busy here tonight. They're all over the place. You know. Well, he can generally tell when things are very busy around us, um, and that's, even for me, even when I try to tune spirits out, which, you know, I mean, I can tune them out to a degree, but they're always still there. I can always still see them and hear them and feel them. So even when it's very, very busy and I'm tuning them out, he can tell, because he says that we'll be sitting at the dinner table, and he'll be talking about something, and all of a sudden, my, he says, my eyes will shift to something that's going on in the other end of the room. And, and he says he can kind of tell because my eyes will shift. He's like, all right, well, maybe she just glanced at something. And then he'll kind of glance at my son as a little control, like, oh, yep, yep, his eyes are shifting to the other end of the room, too. There's something over there. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah, it's it's always interesting. It's the same thing with me uh, being here at home. It's like I'll notice something, or my dog will notice it, and um, my other half is like, "Okay, we got a visitor here." It's like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Okay, I thought so." It's and we've never. I mean, we've never really had bad visitors around here. We've had very um, active ones. We've had some very, you know, we we have one that's a little bit on this side ornery, but. Not necessarily anything bad, and you know, there's one that she's a little girl that comes through the house. She's connected to somebody that's close to me, and one of the things that she does is it's like, you know, she could play with my son, and my son can interact with her, but that's no fun, you know. Instead, what she does is she gets as close to my husband as she can possibly get. Now he can't see her, but he can, he can feel. You know, I mean, if somebody is that close to you, you're gonna feel it, and. He can feel it, and he can also notice that the animals will notice certain things. Like I have a cat that will just, you know, skedaddle out of the room whenever somebody comes into the room. And so he notices all of that, and then my poor husband sitting there going, oh, come on, really? She's yep. right up here close to me again, isn't she? I'm like, yeah, she is. But don't worry about it. Or she's just getting ready to pull You're your good. hair, you know. Yeah, you know. And she'll, she'll do that. I can see him. Like there's been times when he's asleep on the couch, And I can see this little girl just kind of, you can see what she's doing is getting as close as possible to those very sensitive hairs on your eyebrow and around your hairline. And you see my husband's face will twitch because it tickles a little bit. And I'm just sitting here going, that little turd's picking on him again. Yep. Kids. They never change, right? Oh, no. Even in spirit, they still stay the same. Yeah. But yeah, it is uh, fun interacting uh, with spirit all the time and you know, we have them here at the house, although we did have one really honorary one over at the center one night. Um, after Thursday messages from Spirit, uh, one of the other ministers was there, and she was uh, helping somebody with um, with a little little private one-on-one reading after the service. And next thing we know, we hear a crash in the back. And I go ahead and I look, and it was a shelf that was actually pulled um, out of the wall. Oh, no. Oh, that's yeah. no good. See, because, destruction and it just happened. is against the rules. Yeah. See, it went, and it happened was um, he uh, he was like, oh, well, I don't want this message to come through. So the person's like, you know, she's like, well, why did you give me the message for? And I guess he got really upset where, where all of a sudden she's like, well, he didn't want you to know that. And all of a sudden, you know, crash came to wall and back and was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And uh, we had it anchored uh, with two 25-pound uh, drywall anchors in there, and all I had on it was just some paper. Wow. Yeah. So and it was you know, literally pulled out. And the last time I was even back, there was like an hour and a half before that happened. So a couple of the other guys that were there, they're like, no, that, that was pulled out. There was something back there that pulled it because if you put too much weight on there, they said it would have pulled out right away, not an hour and a half later. Exactly. Exactly, and not at that exact time or anything. So, yeah, yep. somebody was trying to get your attention. Oh, yeah, they definitely did. And then they ended up, uh, you know, doing other things. You know, lights will uh, constantly go on and off. And the computers, for the longest time, I couldn't get them to work in there. I'd bring <laughs> them home, plug them in, and they'd work. I'd bring them back there, and they wouldn't work. So I finally told them, I said, you know what? I said, we want to go ahead and prove that you're here. I said, but I can't do it without the computers. I said, you either leave the computers alone, or I said, I'm going to do an exorcism on you. I said, and God only knows where you're going to go to us, because I have no idea where I'm going to send you. So I suggest you leave the computers alone. So I turned the switch on for the computers, and they worked. See, 
we had our old house before before we moved moved to where we are now. We lived in a house that was profoundly impacted. I mean, it was profound. <clears throat> it was, you know, at times it was very rattling and scary for me, and I know there are times when it was scary for my children. It was very bad. One of the first things they messed with was the computers or the cell phones. Um, and the cell phone, it was awful because it wasn't so much just that the cell phone batteries were always drained. I mean, we have iPhones. Their batteries are always dying, so how would you necessarily know, right? Yeah. And one of the things that we noticed was we had AT&T, which had the unlimited data package, but I start, we started getting these notices in the mail from AT&T that they were going to take us off of our unlimited data because we were using some astronomical amount of data through the evening. And, I mean, it was so much that with my phone, we would have had to have been streaming the Jess and Mark show, like, all night long with my phone. And they ended up throttling us back so many times in a period of a week. And, and what we could figure it was was just these particular energies were messing with the computers, messing with the modems, and messing with my phones. So we were using this astronomical, it was like huge surges of data that would start going from the phone between 11 p.m. and like 3 a.m., and then it would stop. It was awful. Yeah, they love doing it. And, uh, they, for me, they drain my phone real quick. I'll have it fully charged, go to Thursday night services, messages from spirit, and, Toast. you know, same thing. Yep, totally fried. You know, I'll get there at 5 o'clock, and by um, 7.30, 8 o'clock, they're totally drained, shutting themselves off, and it's like, really? It's fully charged. Yep, yep. That's pretty com- like that's pretty common around here. I just, it. I used to bring my cell phone, you know, down into the office with me during the day, you know, just in case something came up and somebody needed to get a hold of me. And then I said, you know what? Screw this, because if somebody does, if something does come up and somebody needs to get a hold of me, they're not going to be able to anyways. Because within probably an hour and a half or two hours of my me being in my office with my phone in the office with me, it would be toast. Yeah, no, so I, have I've, to, I I've, keep it outside in the waiting room. Yeah, that, that's what I do too. I keep it um, away from me and all. It's like, nope, got to stay out of the room. Exactly. So, how can everyone reach you for private one-on-one um, reading? Well, to to find me for either readings or healings, um, I'm in Massachusetts. You can find me. First place to look would be my website, which is www.psychicjessicac.com. You can also find the links on my website to Facebook and Twitter. If you follow me on Facebook, that's where we, we post a lot of insights every day, words of wisdom, you know, encouraging phrases, and sometimes deals and sales will, will make their way onto the Facebook page as well. Cool. Well, how about we go ahead and grab a few calls and see if we can help? Sounds awesome to me. All righty, let's go to New Jersey with Shay. Hi, Shay. Hello, how are you? Doing great there. How can Jessica help you tonight? Uh, yes, Jessica, how are you? Not too um, bad, sweetheart. Um, I just wanted to know, um, I've had an, an action on my nursing license from seven years ago, and it seems as though that I cannot hold down a job or even get hired due to this. Uh, board action that happened seven years ago, and um, I'm at the point now where <clears throat> um, I'm about to get evicted, and all my 
utilities are shut off. And I just want to know when will this turn around? Okay. First and foremost, um, looking at this action that's on your nursing license, for some reason they're showing me that this is actually going to it, – it's, it's still posing a problem to you now, and it's not like these things – these things – I'm not a nurse, so I don't know how these things work, but what they're showing me is that – these, that this particular action never goes away. It stays there. It just becomes less of a big, blaring red flag after a period of time. And you're still in that big, blaring red flag period of time. Um, one thing that they're, they're showing me is that something around the 2015 year, not next year, but the 2015 year is the mark when that stops drawing as much attention. Um, another thing that is being suggested, and it's, this is this. I, I hate to. I just. I hope I'm not giving you the worst news on the history of time, but it's being suggested to you that you seek some work that's in the healthcare field, but not necessarily in the nursing sector, like as as an actual nurse, for a period of time. This is being suggested because you've you have you When we look at your resume, you look like you have job hopping going on, mm-hmm. and when you sit down for an interview, people look at your. People can look at your your resume, and even though you're a wonderful person, you're compassionate, you're caring, you know your business, they're seeing that, and they're like, wow, there's something going on, and she doesn't stay someplace very long at all, and then she moves along. And they want you to explain that, and there's never really a good explanation for it. So they're actually, even even when you're interviewing for positions, they're they're deferring over to people who are lesser caliber applicants, lesser caliber individuals, frankly just because of that job hopping thing. And, and that we need to get you into a job that you're going to stay there for a period of time, and that's going to be something, that's another thing that overshadows this action that's on your license. And it's being, again, it's being suggested that you find something that's in the healthcare field, but consider stepping away from actually working, you know, with, with patient care for, for a little bit. Um, either... Now, are you an RN? I'm an LPN. I'm in school for my RN. Okay. That's the other. They're showing me this RN for you as being the next thing. Having That's going to be the next thing that kind of moves things along and, and loosens things up for you and makes it a little bit better. But what they're showing is in the interim, um, you know, has school been put on hold too? Because it seems like that keeps being delayed out. Yes, it does. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Um what they're showing me is first and foremost you got you, you obviously you have to put yourself into a position so that you're keeping a roof over your head and taking care of yourself and providing for you know prov- providing for you and yours mm-hmm. um, are you not in school right now because i keep when i put this when i see this rn they're giving it to me they're giving me a big stop sign around it like it's just not even happening right now I am, but I'm not focused on it because okay. of my current situation. Okay. Um, I hate to I hate to say this, but it may be a good idea because you're by not being focused, you're actually hurting your grades. They're showing it as being a stop. It's a good idea for you to stop, pull yourself away, and take a position that is probably not the most attractive or ideal position on the planet, but at least it's giving you a little bit of a revenue. Even if what you're doing is you're working, because you could work in a healthcare p- position, but for some reason it's that direct patient care that 
it, you know, we see that, that there's, we start finding issues and then your job goes away. Um, working as, I mean, could you go in and work as like a CNA in, in a facility so that you were, you know, also taking classes, but then also doing this, doing a little of that, doing a little of the next thing. I know that that particular role is one that t tends to get tons and tons and tons of duties. The other thing that I see about it, and I hate to say it, but they they tend to take people that, um, you know, for that particular role, they, they tend to take people that would be overlooked for some of the other roles. So what your first goal is going to be to get into a position where there's some revenue, where you could actually have some sort of longevity, and then move along to something else. Because right now, you know, when I look at this, I keep seeing opportunities that are around you right now. They're actually showing opportunities popping up in December. They're showing opportunities popping up in February. I mean, they're there, but what they're showing me is that for some reason you get into this job and then we start finding that there's a lot of erratic, there's a lot of erratic energy. And are you being asked to leave these jobs? Because I'm seeing that it's, it's an abrupt stop. Yes. Okay. I hate. I, I know that this is like this is really awful, but take a step down. Take a step down. Take something else because there's so much erratic energy that you need to clear away. Take a step down. Take a step away. Clear yourself. Get a revenue in so that you can you know you can keep your home. Keep you know put the utilities on. Keep your that's keeping your physical body. Your, you know, those of your loved ones in a safe space, and that's going to relieve a lot of your anxiety. If you take a job right now that's in that, you know, role as being an LPN or in, in that role that you were working with before, I can tell you quite honestly, you are under so much anxiety and under so much stress, you will be asked to leave that position very, very quickly. So, it's, it's wise to take something that's not going to be emotionally or physically or mentally draining for you just so that you can rake in some money even, and also seek help from any single source that there is to seek help from. If there's you know, agencies or grants that you can apply for to get some sort of monetary help, to, to, you know, I mean, I know that there's stuff to help people while they're in transition. That's advisable for you also because you need to clear some of this anxiety because otherwise – you're, you're, you're cre it's almost like you're a hamster in a wheel. It's just, you know, we get a job for a little bit of time. We're, we're able to kind of clear things up financially, and then bang, problems start hitting, and we're back, in, back at square one. They're asking you to go a couple of steps down and rebuild from that ground up so that everything is more stable for you. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. I know, I know it's a really – it's – it feels like I'm just telling you to, sh to shoot yourself down, but if you could see things from the way I'm seeing it, you're, you're, you're up, you're, you know, you're, you're at what would be, a, you know, you're in a good career position in your life. However, it's not stable, and it's not stable because of a lot of mistakes that were made a couple of levels down below that, and you just, you need to have something on your resume with some longevity to, to kind of prove yourself again. And you need to, in order to have that, you need to put yourself so that you're in a safe space with your family so that, you know, you have a roof over your head, you're able to put food in your mouth when you, you know, when your physical body needs it. So it's, it's, 
it's totally okay to take a step back away from your desired career for a little bit and rebuild and then work your way forward. They're even showing me that you're, with everything that's going on, you're doing a lot of damage to yourself educationally because you're not able to pay attention to your classes. You know, you're hurting yourself in that end also. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't want that. So it, it's okay to put life on pause and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause, pause progress on this end because it seems like we've got a leak over here and we've got this going on over here, so we've got to go over here and do some repair work, and then we'll, we'll, pick, up, we'll pick up when everything is stable again. Okay. Does, well, okay. I, I know it sounds like it's a very unattractive thing to do, but I really feel like that's going to be the thing that, I mean, because you can get a job in a month, but what I look at is it's going to last about a month you know, maybe two, before we start seeing that erratic energy. And what they're showing me is that you're under enough duress that you're even having a hard time getting along with your coworkers. There's a lot of, a lot of, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of anxiety centered around the coworkers also. So that's one other thing that you've got to kind of clear away is this, because this, that duress is stress. It's lingering. It's coming over from what's going on for you during the day. you just got to rebuild. You got you got to start a step down and, and rebuild your way up. Okay. Okay. And this is going to be something that clears out. I know it sounds really terrible, but right in the beginning when I started getting, you know, I'm looking at time frames for you, they're showing me 2015 on has all of the potential to be a very productive, you know, that will be the year that you're able to kind of look back and go, Phew, I survived it. We did okay. This was fine. But in order for that to happen, you have to take stock and, and, and pull yourself away and start fixing the small areas where there were mistakes. Okay. And it's also being suggested that you work in a smaller facility. Um, that's, that, that's another thing. Something about these larger facilities with um, loads and loads, it's, you know, loads of supervisors, loads of coworkers, loads of, of clientele base. Something about that is also very, very overwhelming for you. And and it's it's just being suggested that when you look towards your, your you know, positions that are going to be a good fit for you, look at something that's smaller. Don't look at something that has, you know, a particular healthcare conglomerate that has, you know, 15 locations across the state. You want something a lot smaller more personal and and that they're showing me is it's less overwhelming for you you have you know one or two supervisors that you report to on a regular basis instead of like 20 different ones and they're showing me that something like that is going to lessen some of the interpersonal issues that you have um they're they're showing me that you get a little defensive with your coworkers do you know what that means yeah okay and I mean, in your defense, you've had some coworkers that were not exactly fun to be around, but they're showing me that that this is this is you know spirit is telling you that a way to kind of um, prevent some of the the problems that you would have you know generating from coworkers is to look for places that are smaller. You don't do well when you've got 15 or 20 supervisors or five or six. You do better if you've got one or two. And you're, you know, you've got regular duties that you know of. There's no surprises, and you know you want somebody who is, um, 
You know, you need one or two supervisors as opposed to a bunch of different people giving you a bunch of different direction. And you also would like one where the other thing they're showing me is um, the other reason why a smaller position is, you know, a smaller company is more attractive to you is because with a smaller company, you know, you got one or two supervisors and you have a lot of duties because they have less staff, but they're kind of trusting you to know how to do your own job. So you don't have somebody sitting there micromanaging you saying, oh, Shay, I know I told you that we had to do this from, you know, you had to go make this bad, but I really meant that you had to go in and make it from the right side of the room only. We're not seeing that you don't do well with micromanaging. You just, you need to know what your duties are and just go and just do them without somebody running along kind of poking you saying, don't forget to do this, don't forget to do that. And, and that's, that's the other reason why they're suggesting that you go to a smaller you know, a smaller facility too. It's because you're gonna you're gonna find a lot less of that. Okay. 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 And um, and what about my eviction? Will that happen? I do feel like that's I, I do feel like that's very very difficult to prevent. That's why I suggest that you go for any services aid, anything like that you can possibly apply for. I know that there are. Um, like the municipalities have different things that, you know, different programs to help people, particularly in the wintertime, <laughs> to keep people from being, you know, pushed out of their home. And I'm being told that if you do not go and get some sort of services, that is going to be something that happens. Okay. Okay. And and the next thing they're showing me is that, you know, you should be able to get some aid and prevent this, but they're saying that comes spring, and they're actually giving well. They're giving me the they're giving me the number six, which is actually early summer because that's June. They're saying come June, it's time for you to start looking for another place to live. Anyways, something about how long have you been living there? Because it feels like it feels like you're has it been a long time, and have, have there been a few times that you've run into these financial issues with your your landlord? Yes, and um, I've been there close to three years now okay yeah. they're, t they're telling me that your landlord's done fed up and something about june and i don't know if that's when your lease runs up i don't know if that's when this you know extended time that they give you to kind of you know bring your rent back up runs up runs up but they're saying come june it's going to be time for you to start looking anyways so you'll be able to kind of you'll have there's opportunities available for you to seek some sort of help and be able to keep your, you know, keep the roof over your head at least until June, but you really got to get on it and you really got to act on them. You really got to get on the horn. And then what you really need to do is, again, taking the break from classes because your focus is all on getting, you know, having a job and keeping, you know, and, and putting some bank away so that you can move again. But they're, they're, they're saying that you, you'll need to have another place by June because your landlord is just plain fed up. Okay. Okay. You and this is where again, new job, kind of starting from the ground up. You know, you're putting yourself in a new living situation, putting yourself in you know, um, a new position, and then building a lot of stability around those areas. Then putting the focus into you know, putting yourself back on track in school. You got the next two years that you're spending completely rebuilding your life. It's going to be fine after that, but it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, okay. Okay, but you're going to be able to do it just fine. You're a tough enough cookie. Your guides are telling me that you've been through a hell of a lot worse than this. 
you can get through this. You just have to focus on one little thing at a time. Okay. Okay, darling? Okay. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Let us know how everything goes for you, dear, okay? Okay. Okay. Good night, Shay. Good night. What an amazing reading, too. Oh. Yeah, I felt like I gave her a mouthful. But she needed that, though. Yeah. Let's see what we can do for Tina in Chicago. Hi, Tina. Hey. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, You're welcome. How Jessica, can we help you? Yeah, Mike, thank you. Jessica, the question that I have for you is when do you see me working? When do you see employment for me? How soon? Uh, they're showing, as soon as you ask that question, they're giving me the number 13, but they're, they're telling me that it's not going to start in the 2013 year. We're seeing an opportunity cross your path at the end of the 2013 year, but something about this particular opportunity, I, I almost feel like it's a job that they hire the wrong person first. You know, mm-hmm. one of those ones, like, I'm seeing that you go for an interview and you're all excited about it, and they call you back and they say, well, we hired this other person instead, and, you know, you wish them the best of luck. And then about a month and a half later, they call you, and they don't say anything about that other person. They just say, geez, you know, we'd really like to offer you that position if you're still interested. Where I'm seeing something very similar to that playing out, because I'm seeing this interview, I'm seeing you be disappointed, and then I'm seeing that <laughs> – this particular position opens up for you anyhow. And this is, again, cropping up at the end of the 2013 year is when it, see, it looks like it crosses your path. Seeing all of the movement around the position as being for the month of January, but we're looking at the month of February is when we're seeing you actually punch in a time clock. I mean, not literally punching a time clock, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, because I, I did interview for a position, one of the positions – I, I honestly believe by now they probably filled it out. The other one I'm hoping to hear back from them um, by the end of this month. And then there was another one that wants to talk to me sometime, maybe this week or something like that. So I don't know if it's something. Um, I'm seeing this as being a completely new opportunity that you have not crossed. It has not crossed your path yet. Okay. This this one that looks like it's the most attractive, It's again, it has not crossed your path even yet. They haven't opened this position up. The one where the position they want to talk to you maybe this week and maybe next week, just by you saying that, maybe this week, maybe next week, I get to tell you that tells me that they're maybe hiring, maybe not. You know, they're, they're maybe serious about getting somebody in, and they maybe are kicking tires. So... Um, be, I mean, obviously be polite, be professional to them, and, you know, go, go and, and, and take, you know, go and have an interview with them. But I just feel like that one, they are moving very slow. They're not particularly serious about it. They haven't necessarily identified their area of need yet. Mm-hmm. And nothing moves slow in the month of December or moves fast in the months of December with, um, as far as filling positions anyways because hiring managers and HR people are all going on vacation, so we're seeing a lot of things kind of go into pause mode during the month of December, and things start actually shaking out right at the end of December. Okay. So you believe that I would have an interview this probably by, before the end of this year? 
Oh, I'm seeing you having a few interviews by the end of this year. I'm seeing like three of them. For, oh. Not three just interviews, three separate companies. One of these companies is actually going to have you interview about twice by the end of the year. We're seeing a lot of forward movement in that sense, but the actual part where they, they, they look at the people that they've interviewed and they say, geez, we think this person's going to be a fit or we think that person's going to be a fit, that's the part that runs very slow because, it, again, you, you look at we're now, at the, we're now coming into the end of November. We've got Thanksgiving this week. Nobody's working. Mm-hmm. Even if they're in their office, you know they're not working. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking at the month of December. Even if they're in their office, you know they're not working. So it's everything tends to move slow during these months. But then you see people that last week of December, right before the beginning of the new year, they're like, oh, crap, all of the stuff that we were supposed to have done months ago, but, you know, we were at the Christmas party or we were wrapping presents we didn't do. They start cramming. That's when you start seeing a lot of answers drop is in that last week. Okay. Okay. It's nuts, but it's it's really it all. It's not a matter of whether or not they need someone or when they need someone. It's just a matter of person A talking to person B and giving the approval to have that new person come and work and cost that company money. And, and we just, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame, but the holiday season is probably one of the worst seasons to try and fight a job in that case. <laughs> is this job going to be like a good fit and permanent position for me? One of the things I'm getting, it's a very good fit, but when I start looking at permanent position, I'm being shown that it's going to last. They're giving me the number two, and they're showing me that that within about, with that particular position in two years, that's going to be the time that you're going to start wanting to look elsewhere. And with that, they're showing me that it's like you've kind of hit the pay cap that you're going to hit. Um, you may start because the other thing is I feel like this is a smaller company, and one of the things that's that's both attractive and unattractive about smaller companies is you find yourself you know they hire one person to do like five different jobs, which is mm-hmm. you know it's quaint and it's fun because you get to multitask, but man, when the raises come out and you're looking at it going, okay, I like my quaint fun office because I get to do a little bit of everything, but man, I don't like this quaint paycheck it's this isn't working for me. <laughs> That's what we're seeing is that in about that, that two-year mark, you're, you're going, yeah, you know what? These raises are a little stingy. I think I've hit the mark that I'm going to go to. And you're able to take the experience and that big, long, you know, that long chunk of loyalty that you're showing on your resume, and you're able to go someplace else. And, and we're not seeing an unemplo- a gap where you're unemployed. We're seeing that you actually terminate your, your own employment at this particular place and move on to another job that's better. And they're showing that as opening up in two years. Oh, that so it's, it's, this is, it's actually, this isn't what I would consider. I'm looking at this and I'm like, this isn't bad. This is actually good, responsible, professional forward movement. Okay. That sounds great. Um, one quick question. I know I'm not supposed to, but I wanted to know, a friend of mine, I haven't heard from him in a while, and I wanted to know when he's going to make contact. His name is Red. I just got the number four. They're showing me something. This is another one. It doesn't. It's not going to be until the 2014 year. Um he just has busy energy around him. A lot of people do right now, but he's also, he's got erratic moods. I don't know what's going on with him. It just feels like 
feels like he goes into a funk very easily, and he, it's hard to get him out of that funk. And it seems like he's in one of those funks right now. And they're showing me that he comes out of the funk for the month of December, but he's just busy. And they're, they're showing that, you know, if anything, you may get the little token, um, you know, happy holidays, you know, message sent over from him. But they're, they're showing that it's after, it's after the actual decent communication is not going to be until probably the first or second month of the 2014 year. I don't know what happened, but that caller is gone. Okay. <laughs> I just realized it on the switchboard. Okay. So but I'm sure she's listening. She got okay. a message, yeah. but I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, it just showed up on my end, too. I'm like, okay, it says dropped. It's like, that was yeah, crazy. I saw oh, it. And everybody just has me keep talking. <laughs> okay. Switchboard's been acting a little strange. That's why I said earlier, because they're all out of number. It's like, you know, when our Arlene has everybody, and she marks everybody with one, number two, number three, so we know where they called in. This is all mixed up. There's number uh, 11 up on top, and next comes number four, and then they're all jumbled up. Well, you know, it's lots of spiritual energy right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it's... it's uh, and then all of a sudden, the minute she came on, all of a sudden it popped up. I'm like, okay, what's Arlene doing? And all of a sudden it pops up on my end. I'm like, okay, that's strange. Nice. So, okay, well, we'll go ahead then and see what we can do for Kathleen in Massachusetts. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, how are you? Doing Hi, great Jessica, there. how are you? Not too bad, Kathleen, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, the person that was on prior to me, we met as friends on chat on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> and can you believe we talk two or three times a day? Oh, my goodness. She's that's so adorable. My BFF. And I've got like 20 years on her. But anyway. That is so adorable. Yeah. And she's the sweetest thing. But anyway, I did want to ask you if you saw a gentleman coming into my life um, someone that you would call marriage material. Okay. I was going to say a keeper. Or, and when I'd meet him. <laughs> yeah. I, I, see, I see gentlemen coming into your life a lot in the next, I mean, it just seems like they come and go from your, you know, come and go from your space. So we see gentlemen coming into your life in the next couple of months. That keeper, that's the keeper. The one that we want is the keeper. Yeah. We see the we see the keeper come in, and they're showing that as they're giving me the number five, um, which I, when I get numbers like that, it's around months. So I want to say that that's going to be the month of May for the 2014 year. Do not fret. Okay. That's not all that long from now. You've got a lot to do with sweet now, sweetheart. And one thing that they are, my guide, she's, she comes in and she's told me this a couple of times, and every time she's ever said this for people, it's, there's been, you know, she, it, it's been accurate. So go with me on this. Big D is coming in, and she's telling me that you may have to give this guy another chance. And, um, Big sounds, D? Yeah, that's... <laughs> is that your guide? That's my guide. Oh, okay. I wasn't that's not sure. his name. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, she's coming in, and she's telling me, you know what? You have to give this kid another chance, or this guy another chance. He's got to have another chance. He's apparently going to screw up the first date. It's not going to be epic, this isn't going to end up as a Facebook status or anything like that. Um, but they're showing me that there's going to be some awkwardness around him that first time you meet him. 
but give him another chance. They say that it's because he's, um, this is awful, he's a little bit of a left brain. Do you know what I mean by that? He's very left no. brain, very logic, very logic driven, very cerebral. He's going to uh, overthink. Oh, sounds like my ex-husband, but go ahead. <laughs> he was an gonna, engineer. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with engineers, sweetie. I'm one myself. <laughs> You're kidding. Nope, civil engineer. Oh, um, my goodness. Crazy very intelligent have, woman. Thank you. Um, he, What they're showing me about this guy, and it's actually adorable, they're saying that He's going to, it's like he overthinks the first date. He puts so much thought into it that it almost seems a little bit <clears throat> awkward. They say give him another chance. After that, he's going to do much better. And he's sweet. He's compassionate. He's very, very, what they're showing is he's very generous with his time. Um, mm. He's got time, you know, he's, if he has free time, he's very generous with it. He's generous. He likes to help people. If somebody needs help with something, he's the first person that's right there doing it. You know, you, you find, he, there's, there's never a time when it's, we're not seeing with him that it's like, oh, I just want to hang out and watch whatever is, is playing on TV, whatever sporting event. He think, it's like he likes to use that time for something that's positive. He likes to do things that are fun. He likes to do things that are enriching. And they keep seeing how generous he is. So look beyond that first date, and it's not going to be a bad one. They're just saying it may be a little awkward, and he may seem a little dorky. Oh, jeepers, crow. Give him a second shot. First impressions are not always <laughs> do, it. Do you have an idea, like, what environment I'd meet him and what he looks like? What they're showing me, I mean, I don't typically see... Unless there's something bad about someone, they don't necessarily show me the physical the physical features. Um, what I can see as far as how you're meeting him, it is not through any sort of internet dating. I can, I, like it doesn't it doesn't. I'm not feeling that. What they're showing me is that this meeting seems to be more of a fluke. You're not. We don't see this person as being connected to. We're not seeing this person as somebody you know now, not connected in your social circles in any way. Um, we are seeing that somebody that he knows is connected into your social circles, and you just happen to meet, and that's a, that's a conversation point. The other thing they're but showing where is would that I you be, do you think? Well, then I don't, I, mean, I don't know the exact address, oh, okay. sweetheart. <laughs> no, I meant walking the streets or in a bar. Not in a bar, not in a bar, not walking in a street. Um, this feels like it's some, there's something more social around it, but it's not a bar. Um, okay. they, get, I'm getting pulled away from it being a bar type, a bar type setting. I want to lean towards this being a show because this feel I'm seeing that people are going in there and and they're they're going in there to see something, but it's not a it's it's not a loud concert. It's not like a you know, there's, there's not blaring music, it's not a sporting event, but we're seeing that people are going to something they've paid to, to go, and there's food, I'm seeing food kicking around, but it doesn't, it's not a bar. Okay. Okay, so keep, keep your, I mean, obviously go to all of the single socials, mixers, you know, anything that, you, you know, that pops up. What I'm seeing is that as you meet this person, you do have, there's a common theme where you're able to, like, you, you guys know people, like, you know people that are similar, or you have this similar interest, and that's what sparks these conversations. Hmm. Okay. And is, would he be younger or older 
do you think? I'm 56. He's not younger than you, sweetie. He's not. And he's, if older, he's really just a smidgen older. They're showing that you guys are right at the same. Okay. Um, okay. There was one more thing that's upsetting me. My two sons aren't talking to me. And I want to know if I'd hear from my son in North Carolina, who has my grandchild, if we haven't spoken since Labor Day, if I'll hear from him soon. You're going to hear from him for the holidays. He holds on to a grudge, too. But they're showing me that it's – and somebody else is pushing him to reach out to you for the holidays. You, you've got another – they're showing that there's another cheerleader on your side that's saying that he needs to just even, – even if he's biting his cheek and just saying, Merry Christmas, Mom, that that's, that's, the, way that, that's, that's the, the way that this, this is going to end up starting up. You okay? Lost her too. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure she's listening, but yeah, I picked that up too for her. That everything will be fine for her. Yeah, and and that's it's interesting because what what we see is that there's a lot of people. These I'm I'm running into a lot of people right now who are going through either family or personal conflicts and. You know, from my end, I can see two people. They show me, my guide show me two people holding onto a garage like pit bulls. And what we see is that around the holiday season, a lot of that starts to lessen up. And even if people are, you know, very begrudgingly reaching out to somebody that they've had a little bit of a rift and just saying, you know, I don't want to do this and I'm not happy about it right now, but Merry Christmas. It's actually, it kind of kicks, it nudges the door open a little bit. And that's something that I'm seeing a lot these days is I can kind of look and go, yeah, neither one of you are going to be happy about it, but somebody else is going to say, you got to bury this hatchet. And, and, that's, and that's just the way that things get started. And sometimes that's the best way to get things started. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I know that I've got a couple of friends that I'm the one saying, all right, if this is not done by December 15th, I'm telling you, if one of you has not grown up and buried that hatchet by December 15th, I'm going to do it for you because I'm just, I'm just sick of getting into the middle of it. And, and it's really just it's a lot of times holding on to something that's bothering us, the longer we hold on to it, the more intense it seems and then the more awful it seems. And what was actually just a very small personal slight six months ago, after six months can seem like the biggest offense ever and it's just letting go of it for a second you realize how unimportant it really is yeah that's that is the hard thing to go ahead and do sometimes is to to let it go but um a lot of times you have to do that in order to move forward exactly and how can everyone reach you again for private one-on-one phenomenal reading well you can find me on my website which is www dot psychic jessica c dot com you can also find me on facebook again it's psychic jessica c or you can locate me on shea parker's best can psychic directory wonderful group of people there too oh yeah they're awesome let's see you have to i have to search through uh, uh, the switchboard real quick here okay let's bring on mary from new york hi mary 
Hi, Michael. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hey, Mary. How are you, sweetheart? Um, So-so. Mike knows kind of my story with an ex-relationship who um, comes into my life, then goes back out. We we haven't had been sexual, you know, in two and a half years. He's married. Um, He was separated before he met me. She wanted nothing to do with him, and then she lured him back in when he was happy and really, really sober and doing what was right for him so the kids could benefit. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, he came to see We reconnected again on Facebook because through Michael and a couple of other radio shows, I realized that I had a gift. And this man brought that gift out. Two weeks ago, he came to see me, you know, uh, told me he loved me once again. Well, apparently... He's off Facebook. She was checking all the text messages. Oh, yeah. What's going to go on with us? This, this connection with, between the two of you has gone on. You know it's not just from this lifetime, right? Right. You know that this is something that's been – you guys, this has been going on for the last few life, the past few lives and that you guys just haven't gotten it right yet. Right. Um, what I'm seeing, I mean, in the short term, this guy's in the doghouse. He's grounded. And we're seeing that um, his, you know, access to social networking has been, you know, that's been nixed for a little while. Um, we're seeing, you know, I mean, he, he screwed up. And he screwed up with somebody who's a very big control freak. So she's going to, you know, exhibit a lot more control over him. But, again, you can only control someone as much as they let you, and right. and he's he he kind of bows back and accepts that kind of control. He he you know he he takes it. He if you know he could he could pull it together and say no, this isn't something that's working for me, and and step away. But we don't see that he actually does this. Over because the long, one reason is because of the kids, and the second reason is. When he was with me, he was getting his financial. He's disabled. He had to pay back over $40,000 that she milked from the disability. He cleared it up in July, and Mm -hmm. I believe he was going to make the break away from her in July, but they got hit with back taxes. And this is all her scamming. Yep. She's a very lower vibrational energy. Um, when I look at this, I feel like he falls into these little ruts where he he falls into the rut and he's like, nope, this is life. I'm going to live it. Woe is me. I'm just stuck here. And he's in one of those right now. He when looks we, horrible. He, horrible. He, he, what I see from his energy does not look good. Um I'm seeing that he's in the rut. He's, you know, he's he's really identifying with it. Like he's he's flung himself into this misery and is just really, you know, he's wearing it like a badge. We're seeing him shake that off, but I'm not seeing it. I don't see it happening until we're see, we're seeing an emergence around March. And I feel like between this is this is it takes him a long time, and this is because of kids, because of finances, because of all of the other crap that goes on in his life. I feel like he starts pulling his life together again in March of next year, and we're seeing him actually make a full emergence by July. So it's it's going to take him a good four months to get his life together, but he's not starting doing it until March. Right. So I should just hang in? 
Well, you know what? Don't don't hang in and, and sit around waiting for him because that's that's ridiculously unfair for you. And I mean, let's face it, he's in a rut. He doesn't, you know, you no, know, he doesn't have any right to ask you to sit around and wait. Do make yourself, you know, do be ready and do be available when he does reach out to you because this is going to be something that he's going to start reaching out to you again very, very quickly, and he's going to, you know, really need a shoulder to cry on, and that's the best that you can do for him right now because anything more that you're doing for him is really just enabling him to stay in that rut. He's got to dig himself out of it. And otherwise, if, you know, if he doesn't dig himself out of it or if you just do, you know, you do little things or kind of, you know, help him get, you know, make it so it's a little bit nicer in that rut, he's not so motivated to get out. Um, what they're showing for you to do is to just be there, listen to him, you know, br- you know, bring some positivity into his life, be the happy voice to talk to, but on this and help him because I, I do see that he he has a little bit of difficulty when it comes to processing, you know, problem solving and and coming up with with plans as far as like, okay, well, this is what I want. What kind of steps do I need to go through it to get there? They're showing me that that's something that he can't connect. That like he he when he's overwhelmed, he can't go from point A to point B without getting very frustrated. And they're showing that that's something that you'll be able to help him do is like formulate plans for. Okay, well, we've got to get this finance straightened out, and then you've got to get this straightened out, and then you know it would be a good idea to look for an outside, you know, a, a residence outside of where he is right now. Help you know helping him make those plans to do that. They're saying that that's about what you're. You know, you're going to be pretty busy doing stuff like that for him, but it's not going to be right away. Will he contact me anytime soon? They're showing me, yes, they're giving me the month of December, but they're showing me as it's being very short, very flippant. You know, it's uh, it's almost like he can only do it for short bursts of time. And and don't be offended, you know, if he can send you a text message or he sends you an email and then you can't hear from him again for another week. He can't. She checks everything. Yeah. That's why don't be offended if you can't, you know, you hear from him once and then you don't hear from him again for another week because we're seeing him do little things to kind of sneak things out and, and say hello to people. And what happened was I, I I was texting his sister-in-law because they know that he loves me. And I'm like, I just, I can't do it. I don't want to hear from him. I am done. He's a wimp, you know. And she was, and then she eventually, and I said, "Oh my God, it went to him instead." Well, that's something that he needed to see, to be quite honest, because he he made the choice. You know, he, he, he nothing. You know, we don't find ourselves into these kind of messes without making you know choices that led to them, and he made some choices. You know, he he could, no matter how bad things are, he doesn't have to stay in a place where, you know, he's being, I'm seeing verbal abuse around him too. He doesn't have to be in a place where there's this kind of tension, where this kind of treatment going on. He, he could make the choice to start being very proactive and start really taking some steps with problem solving and getting himself out of there. But we're seeing instead for him that he's like, well, I'll wait until this comes around, and I'll wait till this comes around, and I'll wait till this comes around. Is so, he drinking? Yes. Oh. And and that's something that, you know, I mean, that's another thing that he makes the choice to do. He makes the choice to do it knowing full well that every time he's made that conscious choice to have, you know, to adopt that unhealthy habit, bad things have happened to him. So with you sending that text and having it accidentally get to him that says, you know what, he's a wimp, I don't want to deal with this anymore, 
that I want to say would be divine intervention. He needed to hear that, that it wasn't just him that was disappointed with his choices and actions, that people that care about him and that he cares about are disappointed with his, his choices and actions as well too. You know, because it's one thing to be going through and making some bad choices and kind of sitting there going, oh, I don't like my life, I don't like my life, that things aren't so good. But, man, when you hear that somebody that you care about is not very proud of your choices either, that's a big motivator for you to kind of pick yourself up and start making some more productive, you know, changes. She knows that he loves me. Yep, and that's why she, you know, that's that's the other thing. That's, you know... He loves you, and that's why him seeing that text or him seeing this, he needed to because that's that's an inspiration for him to start like, okay, i got to start pulling it together now. He's just He doesn't do anything fast. No. No, he sits on everything. Yeah, and he that's something. no action. And that's something, that's another thing that he's got to work on and get beyond in his life. That, i got to tell you, is, is probably the least of his bad habits, and that's going to be the one that hangs on the longest. And the thing is, he had. <coughs> I'm still sober, and I I know he's been drinking. Mm-hmm. I know he, has. he looks horrible. He looks absolutely horrible. I'm definitely gonna call you for a private. I need to get him one on one on this. Well, thank you, sweetheart. And thank you so much, Arlene. I love you, Michael. I love you. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, sweetheart. Try to stay away from him. All right. Thank you, honey. You're welcome, Darren. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I love her energy about her. She really is a sweetheart. Yes, she is. But it's also the type of energy, too. It's like, don't cross her. Oh, no kidding. And you know what? She, it's funny, but she reminds me so much of one of my spirit guides who is, um, in her life, she was just the sweetest woman, very sweet, loving. Oh, she'd give you a hug and a kiss and, and cookie, you know, grandma with cookies. And But, man... You get on her wrong side. She'd she'd be that grandma that'd be like, "Oh, sweetie, so happy to see you. You look so adorable. Cut the crap right now." Yep. Okay, now we're good. <laughs> Give me hugs, you know. Hugs and kisses, and then smack. Yep, I told you. I knew what you were up to. Uh huh. Uh, miss those good old days. Yep. Yep. She's a hot ticket. Well, let's see what we can do for Francine in Colorado. Hi, Francine. Hi, how are you? I um, am calling to see what my financial career path is going to be looking like. (laughs) It's been a little uh, stagnant. Yes, I would say so. And hi, sweetie. When I'm looking at this, I'm seeing the stagnance continue. Um, What they're giving me, they're giving me February. I don't know, something about February. It's something about my home. (laughs) Okay. So they're showing me that nothing is changing. That there's nothing you can really do that's changing anything. But it's that, and they're showing it as being very early on in February. That's going to be the first thing. It's it's like it uncorks, it unleashes a lot of this stagnant energy, puts you into a new space. That new space, new energy. That's when we're seeing that. Um, I'm actually seeing a job change for you also. It's and it doesn't feel like it's a very strong. It doesn't feel like it's a huge change, but we're seeing that. It's that sale that causes it causes the domino effect. Only it's a good domino effect because we're seeing that nice ripple of positive energy carry in. You know, you're in a new space. It feels like everything's new. We see some new energy. Then we're seeing that as kind of something that charges you forward. And we're seeing 
I don't know what it is that you're doing for work right now, but I'm feeling like there's additional revenue coming in. It's not just from the sale of this house. We're seeing that there's, you know, your, your regular revenue seems to spike up also. So it does, this, it's just going to be very stagnant right up until February. They're saying it's, it's going to be... Is this a cosmetic business? I'm, I, that's what I'm waiting for the profits to come in to start my cosmetic business. Is that has that been very slow? Like, okay, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's, nothing's happening. Nothing's because I'm waiting for the profits. Yeah, for okay. To- that's what they're showing me with that is all of a sudden it's that it's that particular business we see a, a dramatic spike in revenue. The thing that we're seeing from that also is that that re- that spike in revenue continues. It continues on, so it becomes a much it's a, it's it's not like that spike goes up and then all of a sudden your revenue goes down, they're showing me that that spike is up, and then it stays up. And then there's another little spike, and then it stays up. But all of this is going to stay status quo. feels like we're, you know, you're, it's like you're just treading water, nothing's changing, nothing's changing. <laughs> and they're showing that it's continuing right through the holidays, and then bang, right after February, we are, you know, we start seeing some major shifts. Great. And and do you think Carlos is going to come visit me? I mean, since I have nothing going on, I mean, I'm just kind of like waiting here. I mean, I'm just... I'm being told no to that, and they're showing me that it's not because it's not for lack of wanting to. They're showing they're showing me that it's for lack of, lack of ability. Seems like on his end, there's some other stuff that's holding him wherever it is that he's at. He's got other either prior commitments, prior engagements, but we're seeing that the desire to do so would be there, but the ability to actually break away to do it is a little bit difficult. Yep, another one. We lost Frank. Another one. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the energies are strange. That's weird. It seems like it. Uh, weird and well, like I was telling everyone too earlier, it's like I think BTR is doing some weird upgrades again. They need to just, I think they need to go ahead and just do them, you know, on a different server. And when they're all working right, then go ahead and implement them instead of working on it while it's, you know, uh, systems are in operation. That's true. That's true. Let, yeah. Well, let's go to Maria in Florida. Hi, Maria. Hello. Hi, Jessica. Hi, sweetie. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Um, my question is about career. Um, I want to know if I'm going to get a raise on my job or if I'm finding a new job. I've been applying like crazy, so I think it's time for me to move on. They're saying no to the raise on the job. They're saying no, no, no to the raise on the job. Um, and they're, what they're <laughs> Here, and here we're getting some more back detail on this. They're showing that there'll be a raise on the job, but it's going to be such a pittance of a raise that it's actually more offensive than it is if they would have just uh, not was, given you a raise. I, I was actually thinking of that because I think, like, my boss, I have a new boss, and she really wants to give me, you know, a review, and I'm like, oh, don't even waste your time because it's probably going to get me more upset, you know, just that's thinking what, about that's it. What, that's what they're telling me is that the raise is going to be so pathetic that it's actually offensive, um, and, and that you'll walk away from this just going, oh, gosh, I just wish that they would have just left me alone. And it's not that they don't like your work or anything like that, and it's that they don't have 
they have the, they have the money available in their budget to pay you appropriately, but they don't have the systems in place to figure out how to implement that. It's like they would have to figure out a new job title for you, and then it would be putting you into a new code or something. And all of that is just too much, So they, they, and they tend to pay people a little low because of this. And they're showing me that, that your contract with this company is up. And by contract, that just means that you know, your, your spirit guides are saying, guess what, time's up. And they're actually telling me that you knew the time was up a time ago, a while ago. <laughs> and that I you knew. weren't really you, – you got a lot of little warnings about this time being up a little while ago, and you kind of thought – well, you know, it could be just a bad month. And it wasn't a bad month. It's a bad job. And yeah, I, I kind of knew when I hit the 10 years, it was just, I'm done. Yeah, they're, they're saying that at six years, you knew that it was not the best wow. job for you. I, so. I was very afraid. Now I'm more confident that, you know. And, and that's, that's something that I have to tell you, that's something that your employers were capitalizing on, is the fact that you – were um, insecure with your skills, your, you know, with how marketable your skills are, you have no idea how good it looks on a resume that you have worked somewhere for 10 years. I don't care if you worked at McDonald's for 10 years. When you've got that mm-hmm. kind of job loyalty, they overlook a lot of things. And, and this, not that there's a lot to even overlook. What I'm seeing is that you have amazing job skills. You've got loyalty. You're professional. You're also polished. Mm-hmm. You, you have a lot, they're saying that you have a lot of polish to you. So you were very insecure thinking that you're, you know, you're not going to find another job quite as good as that one. And that was something that your employers were capitalizing on. And they're saying let go of that fear and really, and, and, and this is something I'm hoping I'm personally conveying over to you, know that you have a really big, huge golden stamp on your resume, and that's your loyalty. And know that that loyalty and that longevity with your, your current employer is going to carry you. You know, that, that, that kind of paves a door to get in someplace. Um, what I'm looking at is, again, I don't see a raise coming in from these people because they just I, – I just don't even want you to look at the raise that they give you. Promise me you're not even going to look at it because it's just going to take nah, you off. No, no, I guess – I actually, I just want to move on, and that's the honest truth. Yes. I do want to move on. You know, they they helped me a lot because of them. Uh, I decided to go back to school, so you know, they, this positive within everything. But good, I'm ready. You, know, you are ready. Yeah. They're telling me that you you need to plan on being well. They're showing to be wise and to also be fair. So I don't know what it is about your current employer, but they're saying not to leave during the month of December. That be wise and be fair because um, either that's when people are going on vacations and you, you need to cover or help out a little bit, but they're just saying to be, you know, be, be, be fair in that sense. And they're showing me that that good opportunity is not going to come in until January anyhow. So okay, keep your eyes fair. on, you know, keep your eyes on the job boards, but don't feel out of, you know, don't feel hopeless. Your guys are telling me that to not let go of the hope for the month, you know, if you don't see anything right away, because they're seeing that they're not going to let that good opportunity out to you until January, because there's something about the month of December that they want you to be with your current employer. So wait, you know, December's when everybody goes on vacations. We were talking about that with another caller a few callers ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on vacations. You cover vacations, and they're saying to be wise and be fair, and you know, don't leave them in a lurch in December. Though it would serve yeah, them right, yeah. it would serve them right karmically. They're saying for you. <laughs> 
for so you. I don't want to live in bad terms anyway. Exactly. I mean, you know, I don't have nothing against the people that I work Ex- with. But exactly. But somebody has not been really nice to me personally. No. And I think, you know, it's just I want to prove to them that I'm a better person than they are. You are. You are. And, and that's what so. they're showing me is that, you are going to have no problem making a very good exit from there. We're looking at a job that is, um, we're looking at a higher salary for you. The other thing that they're showing me as being a very Thank big positive, benefits. Something with the benefits look like oh they're a God, lot better. It's either, like your current employer, thing. are they charging a lot for your health insurance? Because this company it, they're actually showing me is a better split. It's outrageous what they charge for the insurance. It's like, I cannot even afford it. I'm paying $500 a month single. And it's, I can't yeah, afford that's, it. They're, sh- they're showing me something about this next opportunity. They have a lot more employees, so they get a better they, – they have a, a better um, – they have a better rate for their group health insurance. They're showing mm-hmm. that as being something. So you have a little bit of a higher salary, which, you know, makes it's that little bit of a higher salary that is nice. But the thing that they're showing me that's really, really nice is that the employer actually covers a much more significant portion of the health insurance. So you're actually taking home, even though your salary is only a little bit more, you're taking home a substantial amount more. Okay. And so this okay. is going to be a great opportunity for me. Yes, it's a very good personal, it's a good opportunity for you professionally, but they're also showing that personally for you it's a very good opportunity. The people that you're working with there, they're showing me is that they're fun and that you haven't had fun. You know, you're an, no. you're an adult and you, not that work should, you know, every day shouldn't be a party at work, but every day you shouldn't feel like you wanted to chew your arm off to get away from your job. And they're showing me that it's, it's been a lot more darker days with your current employer than there's been positive ones. And they're seeing that this next place, they, they tend, it's got a much more positive, a much higher vibration around it with their personnel. And this actually makes sense. When you treat your employees nice, they're happy to mm-hmm. be there. <laughs> and if they're happy yes. to be there, then they're good people to be around. Yeah. And, and, so, and, you know, I'm very dedicated to my work and, you know, that's something that I think we're not being appreciated. I'm, I don't feel appreciated, and you know that's employees that don't feel appreciated are not happy about being at work. This is proven. My old boss could not grab it, and it, it, it was like a concept he couldn't grasp. And what happens is, is people are feeling underappreciated. They feel like they're pushed down. They feel like mm-hmm. they're being taken advantage of. They're grouchy about being there. If if you put two people that are grouchy in the office, that grouchiness infects. It spreads like a cold. And then everybody's grouchy, and people are actually less productive. So that's something that it doesn't feel like your current employer has necessarily figured out. This other employer that we're seeing for you seems like they got, they, they got the memo on that a long time ago because we see that there is, they treat their employees appropriately, and the employees are happy to be there so they're more productive, which increases their profits. Okay, so there is going to be the same industry, kind of. Yes, they're showing me that it's it's they're showing me it as being the similar. It's the same industry. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. Thanks, darling. Have a good night. Good night, dear. Thank you. I'll definitely get you for a private. I'll, I got the website and everything. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's been a beautiful evening so far. It has. It's a little cold. I, I, I was kind I, of I was kind of bummed out at how cold it was this morning when I got up. 
I can imagine, because uh, down here in Florida, it's going to be a little chilly. I don't want to hear what you, do, what you call chilly. Well, I've been, I, I'm from Rhode Island originally, so I know okay. what cold is like. Uh, but I've been down here now for 25 years, so I've kind of acclimated. So uh, we're looking at getting down, I think for Wednesday morning, uh, it's going to be 38. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that is chilly. Yeah, that's a little chilly, and we won't, we'll barely get into the 60s during the daytime. So that, that's chilly for Florida. See, it's been cold enough, and normally for me, I don't get cold because I'm, I'm originally from Alaska, so the cold doesn't affect me that much. But, man, it took me by surprise today, and we've had both fireplaces going, and, and, it's, and I can still hear the wind whipping outside, and I'm like, oh, man, not ready yeah. for this. It's too early. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really early for it. And um, the yep. same thing with me. I was like, okay. So um, the trailers originally had a gas furnace. And it's like, nope, not going to use you know the old gas furnace because you've got to try to figure out a way to light the pilot and it goes through too much uh, anyway. So we use um, mm-hmm. electric space heaters. And we use the type where it's like, you know, if they tip over, they shut off the whole bit. So I had to go and buy a new one uh, because one of them quit on us last year. So Louie has one. I've got one for the other part of the house. And then I've got a small one for my bedroom if I need it. But it's I'm like, going to okay, send you a couple cold. links. When we get done here tonight, I'm going to send you a couple links for the, heat, the space heaters that I use. They're those infrared heaters makes a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Those are great. Awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think it's going to be a really cold winter. It is. It's going to be a very cold, very bitter winter, and we're already getting a taste of it now. And, you know, come January, it's going to, it's going to feel really bleak. So get, keep those space heaters on hand, and, and I know I'm, I've got we've, got, we've already got firewood just stacked up, squirreled away. We're ready to go. Yeah, and then I've got, because um, down here, pretty much you can grow things year-round down here, so you just have to watch out for frost mm-hmm. and for when it freezes. So I've got um, frost cloth uh, packed away and some old sheets and everything else, because I've done some planting within the past month, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to lose these new plants. Oh, nice. So, because uh, I've got some vegetables growing and everything else, so I'll just, you know, if it gets too cold, it's like, all right, we're going to get a frost, get out the frost blankets, cover them all up, and, uh, you know, try to keep them warm. And, and I've noticed, too, if you go ahead and take out the Christmas lights and put those on, those actually produce a little bit of heat. Oh, really? I have not noticed yep. that. Yeah. They go ahead and take some of them. Now, the LED ones, the newer ones that are out, they don't. But if you have um, some from a couple of years ago, the non-LED yeah. lights, those do produce some heat from them. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't think I ever realized that. So, uh, and you know, so if you go ahead and have some outdoor plants, you know, put the lights around there, cover them up with something, that'll help uh, keep it a little bit warmer. Oh, nice. Good tip. And, yeah, and if, uh, if you have a fireplace, get some uh, rocks. Or even if you put stepping stones, put them around the fireplace for a while mm-hmm. or inside there. And then uh, go ahead and take your oven mitts out. And if you have plants outside covered, especially like if you're in Florida where, you know, when you get really cold, uh, which you can also do then is uh, if you put them underneath there, don't put them directly on the plant, but put them underneath the cover and the heat will go ahead and keep them up. By the time they get really cold again in the morning, they won't be uh, that bad for them. Oh, that makes sense. That's awesome. 
So I've gone ahead and I've done that. I've had an outdoor fire going and put some stepping stones in there and some rocks and heated them up and took the oven mitts and put them underneath the uh, frost blankets. And it helps go ahead and traps the heat in. So it makes it a little bit warmer. So this way here, by the time they do finally get to cool off a little while later, um, even when it does get really bitterly cold, it's still uh, warm enough over there to keep them safe. That makes sense. That's awesome. So little little tricks that you can go ahead and do to keep uh, keep your plants safe outside. Nice. So and um, and then of course I've got a I, I have four chickens out in the backyard, so I have to keep them uh, keep them out of the breeze. So I've got their coop where it's usually an open uh, open on one side, but I've got a portable door so I can go ahead and uh, close it all in. So. It'll keep cool. the breeze away from them when, it, when we get the storms, because we're supposed to be getting stormy weather or possible um, severe, maybe even some possible funnel clouds uh, tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night. So y'all are going to get the rain and snow and the bitter cold. We we may get some severe weather here. It's like, okay, yeah. I don't like that. No, no, I'm not, no, no. Yeah. Not ready for that right now. I'll just ignore it yeah, until no. it hits. Yep. Now, I've seen some really strong weather down here, um, you know, right around Christmas time where we've had severe storms where I lived in a travel trailer and actually lifted it up off one side. Ouch. Yeah. That Woke would scare me. That night. would freak me out. Oh, yeah, because I was in, a, in one of those fifth wheels where you got the overhang part. Yep. And I'm like, okay, it's like the little, you know, my well, dream catcher is swinging. And I went to go ahead and walk downstairs, and I had to hold on to the wall because it actually lifted up on one side. Oh, goodness. That would, see, that would spook me. See, see, we've and then got we some... found out we had, we had like 60-mile-an-hour wind. So. We've got some pretty intense wind right now. And, you know, I mean, we've, we're all buttoned in, so it's nice. And, you know, we've got the fires going, so it's nice and warm. One thing that I'm getting is I've got this, I have this, I have this mastiff, and she's, you know, she's, very, she's kind of prone to nervous outbursts. And she is really freaked out. She doesn't like the cold at all. And she's lived in Massachusetts her entire life. So it's not like, you know, it's, you know, she's not familiar with it. She doesn't like the cold and she does not like the wind. So I've had a horrible time trying to get her to go outside today. She just, every time we try to get her out, she just, she just looks out there and she's like, nope, it's still cold. Make it go away, mom. Yep. Well, dear, it's been so much fun having you on the show here with us tonight. And real quickly, how can everyone, uh, how can everyone reach you again real quick before we uh, lose everybody, you? Everybody can find me at www.psychicjessicac.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Psychic Jessica C, or you can find me on Shea Parker's Best American Psychic Directory. Well, I want to wish you a very wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, have a beautiful well. evening. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a happy holiday. You too, dear. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't forget, everyone, check out Jessica on her website and uh, on her Facebook page uh, and let her know how much you appreciate her joining us. And check out our website, too, BeTheLightChapel.com. We have live video feeds going up. Check it out. Help us with a donation, too. It helps keep us on the air so we can keep bringing you the best of the best. Till tomorrow night, everyone, have fun, be good, and know that you are loved because Jessica loves you, Arlene loves you, God loves you, and so do I. Good night, everybody.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.